0: Welcome to the VidNight Before Christmas, a VidNight Society Christmas special. Usually we watch one music video and complain about it for 15 minutes. Sometimes we enjoy the videos. More often than not, we do like them. Yeah. And we decided for December this year, the 2019th anniversary of the birth of Christ. Yes. We're going to talk about some Christmas music videos. We each picked a video we thought was a good example Mm -hmm. of a holiday favorite, like a good Christmas staple, and then we each picked a bad music video to exemplify Christmas music videos.
1: But I found that the line between the two of them are a little more blurred because um, it's kind of slim pickings for Christmas music videos, I'm not going to lie.
0: Most of them are just Christmas parties. That's the theme.
1: Yeah, a lot of them are kind of just like very boring and middling. Um, They don't try that hard in general. I think we picked entertaining ones, though.
2: Yes and a lot of christmas music videos are just to sell a christmas single and christmas singles are often an afterthought so let's dig in to our first single this is a kevin pick i picked a safety the video that we couldn't go wrong with
0: i picked run dmc's christmas in hollis from 1987.
1: had either of you heard this song before i i certainly had but i i had never sought it out and i had never seen the music video
2: what about you ryan i heard the song but never seen the video So this
1: was on like a compilation or like a charity album? It was on A
0: Very Special Christmas, Uh which was a charity album put out to benefit the Special Olympics in the late 80s. Uh, Madonna, Bob Seger, Bruce Springsteen, Whitney Houston, uh, did I say Sting? They were all on it and they all did covers. Mm -hmm. Run DMC wrote the only original song for this record, which became A
1: Christmas in Hollis. Well, it does feature a sample, so how original is it? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the video starts off at the North
0: Pole, where Santa Claus is deciding who has been naughty or nice, and his supercomputer is little more than a, uh, a Simon, like an old 80s Simon game. You touch and the like colors an, in yeah, a pattern. Yeah.
1: And yeah. like, a editing rig or something? like
0: Yeah, it, it looks like it could be used to communicate with the aliens from the end of Close Encounters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It says naughty, nice, access. Santa, who's, you know, you know kind of close to the wire, I assume it's Christmas, uh, he's running low on time. He takes one of his elves and has him sit in and take over on naughty, nice duties. Yeah. But watch out, because this is a bad elf. <laughs> this, this elf doesn't give a damn. <laughs> He's worked too many hours this week, and he just starts like kind of punching in, like naughty nice, naughty
1: nice, doesn't really care. He's like channel surfing.
0: (laughs) He's got a lot of naughty. He really likes making people naughty. Until he comes across Run DMC. So he's abusing his NSA-level privilege to spy in on children. He hits the access button, which gives him like some sort of immediate surveillance of Run DMC, Mm -hmm. who starts singing about, what is it? They find Santa's wallet, right? Yep. It's pretty wonderful. The video becomes these three little Christmas vignettes. More the guys all talk about what they did for Christmas. DMC's mother, his adopted mother, actually has a cameo in the music video, which is wonderful. She's actually in a good amount of the video while DMC talks up how good of a cook she is. And that's how why he looks forward to Christmas. Like, oh my mom's
2: gonna cook collard greens. And they're not doing it for laughs. laughs. I mean it is yeah. entertaining, it's funny, but they're not like and mom's there. The, no, the joke it's not the joke is his mom is there. Like a dumb like soup commercial with an NFL player like they used to do. Yeah. The joke they can no no, it's not a joke. I love my mother. I look forward to Christmas. It's um it's great that we have Christmas dinner. Yeah. The aesthetic of the video
1: is kind of like cartoony and cheesy on purpose, but the heart of it is pretty pretty sincere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rolling Stone Every year we'd put out like a best of issue of the preceding year. This beat out "Bad" by Martin Scorsese
2: for so this, a video of the year, according to wow, Rolling Stone. Oh, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta level with you. <laughs> I mean, we love Run DMC, we yeah. love Christmas music, but holy shit, How it's not. How do you this up
0: against "Bad" like the Michael Jackson video? I'm talking about.
1: I, you know what? I'm kind of. I, I I like this more than "Bad." Really? Yeah. Or are mean, you just thinking of the kids' version of Bad for Moonwalker? No, I'm thinking uh, of... Thinking
2: of Fat by Weird Al. <laughs> it's know. okay. It's okay I if mean, you are.
1: That's a better video, too. I think Bad <laughs> is just kind of... uh Yeah, yo, you have money. Great. Yo, you got Martin Scorsese. It's just kind of <laughs> like... The, there's... The concept of bad is not as strong as Thriller, so I can see how people would be a little more disappointed with that one and kind of brush it off.
0: This is just so hard to watch and not be put in a good mood. Yeah,
1: this is such an underdog. I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's the best video of 1987, but... uh, A couple of
0: NYU students came out to make it. Really? Uh, Run DMC was apprehensive about doing the song Mm -hmm. because... You know, they, they were kind of at the, their peak game. In terms of popularity, they were starting to get, you know, get licensed to do movie soundtracks and things like that. Back in the late 70s, though, Curtis Blow had done a song called Christmas Rapping.
1: Now I'm the guy
0: named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. And that was the rap Christmas song. So when Run DMC was asked to do a song for a very special Christmas, they, they thought, oh, no, is there really enough room for two Christmas songs? I love that, that rap wraps? was
1: new enough that that was like a concern.
2: It, yeah. And so they end up doing another Christmas song a few years later. Christmas Is, yeah, yeah. which was just not nearly as Fun is it's actually a good song, yeah. But the video is a wet blanket compared to this guy. This 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 video was fun. I really like the Santa Claus in this video. He really looks like he's he's tired and
0: he's got work to do. Like it's a very slap together costume. You really have to pay attention at the beginning of the video and take a good look at that Santa Claus because that video is selling you the idea that this is the real Santa Claus. So later on, when the guys are at like a department store and they see Santa Claus like having kids come by and sit in his lap. One of them wonders, like, oh, is that really Santa Claus? And he gives a little wink. Yeah. That's That's the real Santa Claus. That's That's supposed to be, like, the
1: Christmas magic of the video. The whole shoestring aesthetic of this video is wonderful. Like, all the sets feel like community theater sets. Like, there's a lot of, like, fun visuals, but none of it is supposed to look like reality. It's a really good
0: camera, but that's it.
1: Yeah. They're leaning into the fake snow look. The The presents under the Christmas tree are, like, stacked in an impossible way, like... Yeah, like in a zigzag. When they
0: show Santa flying at the end with his reindeer, who's just a dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it looks like they like put him up on like a glass stand or something so you could look under Santa. I was I, I on a blue that, screen because I
1: think like yeah, if you have limited resources, how the hell are you going to do a, a blue screen shot from underneath a sleigh? Yeah, and they figured out they just kind of like. They put the dog up on a on a on a box, yeah, and they tilted the the, the thing back, and uh, it works.
0: It's pretty good perspective yeah. work. We'll see some seriously lazy green screen Christmas music video work later in the program, mm-hmm.
2: but this is charming as hell.
0: Yeah, definitely
2: puts a smile on my face. It kind of owns this bad green screening too. Yeah, is it to say like because we're not just joking that like our Christmas is cheap? No, our Christmas experience is great. Yeah, and the moral of the of Run DMC's part of the story is we found the wallet. It's got a lot of cash in it, but we turned it into the mailbox anyways. Because in a weird way, it's like a PSA to children: like, just in case no adults ever taught you, you can put it in a mailbox and it'll get to the person who owns it. I love how wholesome it is. It's really
0: tight too. Like it just—it's in and out. So it was like three minutes. Um, The lead up where we lay the foundation of Santa Claus's bequeathing responsibility of the naughty nice machine to an elf. Eats up like almost a minute of it, though, for some reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the elf's twist at the end is he uh, he finds one of the Christmas presents. It has one of the, you know, the the Run DMC hats and chains in it. He takes those and then you cut to, uh, you know, one of them opening the present and pulling out the al- the, the elf's hat and saying, where's my hat?
2: <laughs> yeah, his, his whole being the purveyor of naughty and nice, it, it doesn't matter.
1: And you know what? A few years later when they did their Christmas Is video, which also has elves in it, yeah, they did not invite that elf back. That's right. It yeah. caused too many problems.
0: The thing about Christmas and Hollis is even if we weren't reviewing Christmas videos as like a theme episode, I'd still really like to talk about this video because it just has that fuzzy, dreamy memory of 80s music video. You know? Oh, yeah. Even though it's not going full tilt with the Christmas look, there's no, like, soft focus or, like, uh, you know, there's no... uh, Stars around. Yeah, there's no star filters. There's no, like, uh, schmutz on the lens to make everything look kind of, like, blurry and just a little ethereal, which is traditionally how you would film a Christmas movie or music video or special. It does have that late 80s hi-fi camera lo-fi production. That makes it super endearing. You could picture yourself watching this in your parents' basement at like a Christmas
1: party on a tube TV. Oh, yeah.
2: It's definitely
1: a video that doesn't let the low budget stop it from being fun and creative and heartwarming. And that brings me to our next video, which fails to use a small budget to any effect at all
0: yeah and it has no excuse to have a low budget
1: it's oh let's just come out it's in sync merry christmas happy holidays what is 1998 1998 so i'll I'll give you a little bit of context for this video lionel c martin directed this video uh if you look at his list he's done like a million videos lots of uh r&b in the 90s and stuff he did tlc's sleigh ride christmas um but like tons of stuff i can't really uh make a judgement call as to whether he's a good director when he has enough time and money. Sure. But in this case, I I think he was just kind of brought in to point the camera at the boys, yeah. and just let them go crazy with some props and the result is not good. But it's still kind of hard to hate on it too to to R- real quick. What do we make of Sync now in hindsight? I just feel bad for them. <laughs>
0: really they did pretty well
1: well I mean not monetarily I don't feel bad for them but I mean they were exploited sure yeah which I think I kind of picked up on as a kid I didn't feel bad for them exactly but I we could all sense like oh this is phony they're just being trotted out and people are writing songs for them and all that stuff sure growing up like I realized oh that's just like a lot of pop music I shouldn't worry about it uh, so this is in sync in 1998 At the beginning of the year, their debut self-titled album had come out in the U.S. It had already been out for a year in Germany, (laughs) weirdly. They're not German, but they came to the U.S. It was a huge smash. They had all these tour dates and appearances lined up and an extremely busy schedule, and they realized, we need to put out another album. Christmas is coming up. We need to cash in real quick. This might not last. So this was their follow-up, basically, to... The first album, but the first album was still going. They were still producing music videos and singles for this first wave of songs. This was
0: like a complimentary album.
1: Yeah, it was complimentary. And they literally shot this video in one day. The day after they shot a different video for the first album, also in one day, that's the kind of schedule it we're shows. talking about.
2: Yeah, it really shows. Now, Neil, you found yes. a surprisingly detailed, fan-created timeline of everythi- everything you need I f- to know. I found a
1: blog. I'll throw the, the link up somewhere, but somebody like cataloged day by day every one of their appearances and tours and like aol chats like what's
0: 1998 was like for them. yeah
1: yeah and it kind of like put it all into perspective for me and i realized like yeah this was like just like so busy they must have been so exhausted we were trying to pick
0: a good grab bag of music videos for this because i think we've developed a bit of a pattern of talking about the 80s because the 80s had the funnest music videos sure not necessarily always the best but it was really fun, and there was a lot of the creative process on display, even with cheaper videos. This is probably the second laziest video I've seen in our searching the last month. This might be the—I
1: I don't know. This This is the, pretty lazy. There's
0: one other Christmas video I've seen that looked lazier, and it was that Ariana Grande one. Mm-hmm. That's basically a minute of her in bed in her pajamas with her friends. Everything's clearly in one take. This looks like they probably did more than one take—
1: According to an interview with the director, it was a long day, at least, yeah. that they filmed. They managed to snag Gary Coleman uh, to bring a little bit of celebrity to the video.
2: Do you think more people were tu- tu- tuning in for Gary Coleman at this point? In 1998, the world was a different place. and uh, yeah, The answer is yes, but not for the right reasons. Gary Coleman outranking Justin Timberlake.
1: Maybe. I don't know. Old apparently world. apparently, it was someone in the band's idea to get Gary Coleman as an elf. Yeah. I don't know.
0: The Simpsons did it, sort of. Sure, yeah. Sort of.
1: He's uh, he, it's a- it's kind of a pimp outfit. It's like a green- Yeah. You know how in the 90s uh, we were- we just loved pimp costumes for yeah, some reason? Yeah, Kid Rock, all that nonsense. Just like gross like vinyl pimp costumes. wonder if this costume was made for the video or if Gary Coleman brought it.
0: When you look at this video, the YouTube uploads pretty low fidelity mm-hmm. but you can tell that the Christmas lights that were strung up in front of this blue screen are just barely making it through that chroma key.
1: They're doing a lot of things you shouldn't do with a chroma key. They have stuff that's out of focus in the background. There's a shot we thought was from Prince of Space,
2: the Japanese movie that was There's there. actually two shots of a spaceship and what appears to be almost a spiderweb-like port. It's not like the, the Emperor's throne Room in Jedi, but it's something looking through a spaceship and we both went, huh. Prince of Space. I. Okay, so most of the
1: background plates that they use in this video are just the murkiest gray brown. The perspectives never
0: quite match. Yeah.
1: What's there to match? There's no background, it's literally just text. It looks like offline media. Or it, I thought it yeah. the same
0: thing. I thought it looked like an Adobe Premiere era at first. But the thing that I'm getting at is even when they have footage that's moving
1: oh, like flyovers it, and stuff, they're like yeah.
0: flying in the sleigh, the sleigh is nailed to the ground, always aiming to the right of the frame. <laughs> so they'll be like looking like this way, whipping the sleigh and pointing. And then the background will be going. <laughs> left or this something. Right, this, this video doesn't has make been any sense. of one of
1: those mall uh make your own music video uh booths oh like dragula and, like a bunch of teenage boys get into it and break it basically <laughs> yeah. it's like Dracula but somehow not as fun. Yeah. Even uh, though it's got Olive in the sink and a bunch of ladies and Gary Craig. Well the, the other centerpiece I guess of the video is because it's Christmas there helping the homeless and there's a uh, Oh that four homeless guys and uh they've covered them in dirt. Yep. And they're giving them food and they're eating the food and just like kind of looking around and maybe smiling a little bit. Thank you, Justin. Thank <laughs> you for feeding us. Think of all now the money it took to
0: distribute this CD to stores and shoot the video and edit the video and pay Gary Coleman. Think of how many hungry people.
1: This is not, a, cha- right. All right, this is not a charity album. This is not a charity single. This is not a charity video. This is not Live Aid. This is not
0: Band-Aid. This is not, uh, do they know it's Christmas? It's- These are not actual homeless guys. No. just...
1: They put out a casting call, and they got some cocoa powder and rubbed it all over these guys' faces, and oh my god, it's really bad. Apparently, NSYNC had a lot of creative control over the video, (laughs) and some of them were, like, 16 or 17, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And here they have this, like, pretty seasoned music video director helping them, but not doing a lot, I don't think
2: uh trying to play devil's advocate which is okay. impossible here sure um perhaps he just saw like i have limited time we have a limited budget and i like this these kids all have a lot of energy no one's lazy in this video yeah no one's interesting <laughs> but no one's lazy but
0: they're not like did Did they dance at one point do they do anything
2: yeah there's some uh, raising the roof there's uh
1: yeah i don't know there <laughs> there's no choreographed
2: dancing Right? No, there's no choreography. Yeah. Like for a group known for professional stage choreography. Yeah, raising the roof is a low standard. <laughs> so like that, lo- we were talking
0: about Christmas and Hollis. You can just put Run DMC on a set that looks like it's from a public access TV station and have them just rap and dance in place, and it's fun to watch because they know
1: how to look cool.
0: They they have a yeah. And the Insync guys were clearly talented. Oh yeah. But it, it's evident they didn't have like a day to like come up with a dance routine with no, somebody. They're, they're
1: really just having a pillow fight. Like, yeah. there's literally feathers being thrown around, which I thought was CGI snow at first. Then I realized, like, oh, that's really there. Oh, it's just feathers. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's not a good music video. And again, like, it, and it's a theme we're going to see here, especially among the bad ones. But on some of the good ones, too, like you said, Neil, the line is blurred. We've got token little children. Check. Yep. Bad green screen. Check. Yep. Bad fake snow. Check. The only thing this is missing is, like, gratuitous use of an animal like a dog or a cat mostly a dog they probably could not get a dog in time nope
0: Um, dog.
2: weird celebrity cameo check apparently gary coleman
1: uh i'll just read the quote from the director uh they wanted gary coleman to say what you talking about willis or some permutation of that and according to the director for some reason his agent she told us he wasn't allowed to say that because nbc owned it but in hindsight I think at that stage he just didn't want to do it. <laughs> Good for him. I think he was honestly. just like, I don't want to be that guy. Good for him. What you talking about, everyone? Yeah, and, and that was cool with me. The group were all right with it. So what they ended up doing was in sync, say it at him. They say, "What you talking about, Gary?" In sync. What you talking about,
2: Gary?
0: This is clearly from the pre-buy, buy, buy era of InSync. Oh, yeah. you can tell they're a little more baby The cameras were kind of cheaper. They're
1: trying to save money instead of flaunt it at this point. Yeah, I like
0: guess. you, you can tell they thought maybe the ride was almost over and they had to cash in. Well, we gotta get the Christmas album out now. Yeah, our sophomore efforts probably not gonna do that well.
1: Despite this being so early on in the InSync, you know, years. Uh, this isn't even their first Christmas vi- music video. That's correct. There is one video that was only released, I think, in Germany called uh, Together Again. And it's only vaguely Christmas,
2: but it, they are sitting around a tree looking at old family photos. And All five of them
0: are just hanging out together.
2: They're looking over an album, a photo album, of their five childhoods. Yeah. It's not their families. They're not related. We're not pretending it's like the monkeys or something. <laughs> but in a weird way, we are. It is kind of the monkeys, isn't it, Neil? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Actually, the the, the uh, Lionel Martin did another
1: video. You drive me crazy, which was not released in the U.S.
2: That's a cool. Oh, oh wait, that's no, not the not, Britney Spears
1: video. Yeah, then? it's the same, practically the same title, but you is just the letter you. Oh, you drive me crazy. Oh. they're different.
0: No, Melissa Joan Hart. No. <laughs>
1: I don't want to talk about this video too long, but uh, there's a reason it wasn't released in the U.S. It's just pretty bad, but it, at least, like, they went outside to make it. Yeah. And it has them dressed up as the Jackson 5 and as the Spice Girls, and it feels more like a zany monkeys-type adventure. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. Sure. With with some of their more comedic fare at the time. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not a good video. The song's Okay. Oh, I think
0: "Okay" is generous. Really, I think it's a really bad Christmas song.
1: I'm I'm grading on the sync curve, or
0: even Christmas curve, because so many Christmas okay. songs on the radio—not all of them, but a good amount of them—are so monotonous and repetitive. Even the Beatles couldn't escape that
1: gravitational pull. Yeah, okay, I, it's okay. It's not a good song, but I at least remembered it. Guys, it's you, it's This is like an extremely late '90s video in the worst way, and uh, I don't really want to watch it anymore, ever again.
0: Let's move on to a fun video. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: I wish it could be every day. Ryan, you pulled this one out, Wizard. Yes, the the project of Roy Wood, and this was the biggest single, arguably, of his whole career, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Now, this song was a really big single, as not just as a Christmas song, but as a rock song, in 1973, in England. Yeah. Wizard, or Wizard, depending, it has spelled with two Zs, was Roy Wood's project after he was in a rock band in the 60s called The Move, and then right at the end of the 60s into the 70s, when he's going between different labels and ending one band and finishing contracts with another, he and Jeff Lynne, who were both in The Move, founded the Electric Light Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Now, Roy Wood left early, and for those of you who have never seen this video, you're gonna see why. <laughs> now. Kevin and Neil, you had never seen this before, had you? No. And I was surprised to learn this was a yellow guy. That's right. From um, Birmingham. Yes, uh, yep. he's also from Birmingham, yep. England.
1: I Looking at them, I kind of assumed they were Scandinavian or sure,
2: something. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, I totally feel that. Yeah. Now let's get down to the video. In the video, because it is from a pre MTV universe, sure. it's from the early 70s. So it's promotional material for this single. This is before they had the term music video. Back right. then
0: they used to call them clips. Yep. Yeah. Did did they call them clips in Britain or were they called like clippies? Probably clippies, yeah. Clippies. So this was a clippy from 1973.
2: It's very much of the same feel and vibe of a lot of those top of the pops performances that in England they were just really good about opening artists to the public, introducing you to this cool new thing. Maybe it'll stick, maybe it won't. Yeah. And in this video, Roy Wood is dressed as this-
0: Rob Zombie Santa Claus. Very
2: Rob Zombie-like. And if you look through uh, Roy Wood's body of work and you see his public image, Rob Zombie borrowed a lot from this guy. Rob Zombie's definitely a fan.
0: Yeah. I love his Santa Claus look.
2: Is he supposed to be Santa Claus in this? I think he's supposed to be like a faux Santa. He's not going for straight up like Krampus, like the bad version. Yeah, he's But he is almost like a- uh, like, like the classic cliche of the drunk, like, ugh, like the bad, the not yeah. good Santa. I don't want to say bad Santa, but that's what it is. Bad Santa, <laughs> dirty Long, grandpa. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> the whole band looks great. The band is yeah. great. The, the keyboard player is wearing this big faux turban type thing. The the bass player's got still kind of his rockabilly vibe, and he's angry.
0: The whole band looks like if you took a bunch of Muppets and a full moon came
2: out and they yeah. turned into
0: real people they just walked oh, off yeah. the set
2: from one of the muppet shows. yeah the electric shows. teeth yeah 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 honestly they no they look like people trying to do like a part like a yeah. bit like
1: character i that was one of my notes was uh they they look like they don't want to be a glam band
2: yeah, and this is Roy Wood's project. It is totally like, yeah, like I said, the, the bass, the rockabilly-looking bass players, like I am not doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a curse that's been placed upon
2: them. <laughs>
0: Please don't let this be my biggest tip. Do you, do you tip.
2: know why are there two drummers? I don't know. But I do know that a big reason why Roy Wood left ELO in the early, early days was because he and Jeff Lynn had a lot of creative differences and he liked being weird. Like in their first big album, the first album, 1973, Wizard Brew or Wizard Brew, there's like an eight minute long jazz solo with (laughs) sitar in it. Is this man still alive? He is still alive. They still trot about and he
0: plays it on like British talk shows and stuff. When you first told me about this song, Ryan, I was shocked to see how many hits it had. It's very popular, like millions and millions of hits on even like covers
1: and things like that. People love this song. I assumed this was like an obscure song that got popular
2: once it went on YouTube. But it's not. It was a big hit. Well, Ryan noticed it because of Black Mirror. Actually, but yeah. this is crazy. I recognized it in Black Mirror. And for those of you listening at home, which is all of you except for the three of us, you might remember this from the end of the Christmas special, which was called White Christmas, if yeah. I remember correctly. Weird yeah. show to have a Christmas special. Well, but John that's, Hamm. that's just Britain for it. That's well, British yeah. TV. Yeah. John Ham. And the song is used in a way that I'm not going to spoil for the boys and girls at home, but it's used in a really fun way. And I remember watching the episode going, hey... A couple of years ago, I heard this catchy glam rock type song on the radio, and I was listening to the radio, and I even pulled over, on a, when I wrote in a piece of paper, I wrote it down to look it up later, yeah. and I went, how have I never heard of this crazy Rob Zombie looking guy? <laughs> Seriously. The video has all of them playing with, uh, there's a couple of cameras, some of them are moving, it's a pretty good set. There's one really big jib that just keeps yep. moving in and out of one of the drum sets, but the, it works. The lip syncing is not all there. They bring a bunch of children out the end who are, as we've discussed, not the children from the recording. Different kids, <laughs> not the kids on the album. <laughs> so well, they're not opening their mouths; they're playing little fake instruments. Now Kevin, you learned a really cute anecdote, by cute I mean gross, about- Yeah, uh, like,
0: a, like a decade after this video came out, Some news organization went out and hunted down the kids that were in the video and interviewed them based on their experience from being in the music video, the Clippy. And I don't think they're called Clippies. I know. know. Let me have this. (laughs) All right. But the young girl who Wizard picks up at the end, whatever. Roy Wood picks up a girl at the end of the video and she gives him a kiss right on his wig, which I thought was weird. And I found out through an interview with her that she did a take or two where she kissed him right on the cheek. But when she did that, she just got a mouthful of glitter and she ended up <laughs> coughing all over him. So they had they just did a take where she kissed him in the hair. I love the ending of the video. The ending yeah. of the video kind of makes it for me when the yeah. kids walk off and Roy kind of like kicks one of the kids. Like, hey, he doesn't like yeah. him.
1: He doesn't all like them. Yeah, all Christmas songs videos should end with a man pretending to kick a child.
0: <laughs> the kids are like, Now what do we do? We're like, yeah.
1: get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, actually, once the kids came out, I was like, Oh, this is pretty fun. This is cool. And uh, they were probably all pretty scared, though. I thought this is like a weird, off-putting, scary setup, and a bunch <laughs> of men dressed like wizards. Yes, like wizards, but like dark wizards. But I it's think. a
0: pretty rip-rocking rock and roll song.
1: I guess so. Like... That's my other kind of issue with this: is it's not. You know, they're dressed like a glam band. They're trying to walk the walk of a glam band, but this sounds just like kind of a-
2: It's almost like Chicago, did it? Or yeah. Something. yeah. Now, Wizard, or Wizard, depending on who you ask, uh, with, again, with two Zs, didn't last long. And afterwards, uh, Roy Wood had the group Wizzo. Um, that sounds so made up, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. Roy Wood and his touring band in 2018, just last year, uh, got all their equipment stolen, over $100,000 worth. Oh. Uh, they got it back- Was it Jeff (laughs) Lynne? I doubt Roy Wood wanted to be known as the guy who, uh, for like one Christmas single, uh, but he was. And in 1974, he released another Christmas song called Rock and Roll Winter. Hmm. Now, it's not necessarily about Christmas, the word Christmas isn't used, but for a guy who came out in his interview and said, I want to do a rock and roll Christmas song, because there's no rock and roll Christmas, and then to do this one Christmas song, and go, okay, that's enough, and the very next year do a song, another single called Rock and Roll Winter, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen at home, it's a fun song, with a pretty good uh, performance, yeah. with this crazy teased Rob Zombie hair, it's, it's a good time. I can see the logic there. You know, Christmas is just one
1: day, but winter is a whole season. So it would stand to reason that that song would do 90 times as well as the other song. Christmas
0: is just one cold day. Yeah. <laughs> what about three months of the year to sell my singles?
1: Yes. There's two drummers in this band. There's a front drummer and a back drummer. One looks like you said Frank Zappa. Totally. I said Gene Shalit. <laughs> the guy in the back is wearing a very uncomfortable-looking toy soldier costume. Yeah, and even like has to drum mechanically. That guy must have felt like so bullshit that like the <laughs> other guy gets to like be up in front with his cool mustache and. He just has to sit in the back out of focus wearing a stupid The whole costume. thing's
0: got a huge Eureka's Castle vibe to it. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Yeah, I half expect Batley to fly in wearing <laughs> a Santa hat. I love that they're all dressed like a big performance art piece, like early Peter Gabriel, but for a Christmas song, for a song presumably not just for people who are consumers, but for children, and do literally have children come on board on set. They're in the song, and then they're part of the video and we're doing nothing, nothing to change our visual to be kid-friendly. Yeah. We're a little scary, and we're that. I don't okay think he cracks a smile on the even, whole video. He almost never, it's the video for See My Baby Drive," the video for uh, Rock and Roll Winter, the video for Angel Fingers. Roy Wood is like an angry presence on stage. They do this angle
0: with Roy Wood's close-up where they get the camera really low to the ground, maybe even below the stage, and aim it up at his jaw so you see lights behind him, and they have like a star filter, like a four-point star filter on that camera. So you get this nice little Christmassy light behind them, but
1: it just gives away that they're on a stage because you yeah. can just see scaffolding and stage lighting also, and like boom it's a, poles. And it's st- a creepy angle. I was shitting my pants watching this man try and try and entertain children. And I didn't like it. So let the
0: There's a whole subgenre of Christmas music videos that are like this, that are just live, like stage performances. That are lip synced, but presented like they're live. Like you're Mm -hmm. seeing it on TV, like on Ed Sullivan or something. Uh, The Andy Williams uh, music video for It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year has that feel to it. Like you're seeing it on Broadway or something like that. It's the most wonderful time of the year another subgenre of christmas music video is the party christmas music video
1: the uh, like it's like coziness porn where yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. just like, like oh this is nice like and last nostalgic. christmas by yeah. wham
0: is pretty much that yeah. right and unfortunately our next music video is emblematic of the worst subgenre of christmas music videos which i guess we will adoringly refer to as redneck christmas music videos
1: as they say in journalism it's only slander if it's not true well i mean that's I mean, this song is literally called Leroy the Redneck Reindeer from 1995.
0: Who sings Leroy the Redneck Reindeer?
2: Leroy the Redneck Reindeer was recorded by Joe Diffie.
0: Joe Diffie recorded Leroy the Redneck Reindeer in 1995 for his album Mr. Christmas, which is a surprisingly religious Christmas record considering this song is all about a southern reindeer that Takes the place of Rudolph on Christmas, right?
2: Now, for all its faults, this does have a narrative. Yeah, Kevin, your pick for the bad video, diving into the murky waters that are known as the subgenre, as again, redneck Redneck Christmas
1: Christmas, Christmas, red like southern
0: novelty music. I wrestled for a week on what music video to elect as my bad pick because I couldn't settle on what redneck christmas song to go for there's the jeff foxworthy video the 12 days of redneck christmas larry Mm -hmm. the cable guy has a bunch of them there's grandma got run over by a reindeer bill Engaval did a song but this video just hits the nail on the head for mid-90s trash there's flash animation in it that's all over the place Mm -hmm. it looks very temporary there's a lot of like Static images just
2: sliding around the frame. It looks like clip art. (laughs) There's one shot, uh, which again, I I can't save my one good thing of this. Just throw it away at the beginning. There is one I consider decently, not well, decently animated shot, but that's towards the end of the video. Let's talk about the story. Well, hang on. There's a framing device, which is uh, Joe
1: Diffie. Is that his name? Yeah. You've all heard the story about Rudolph and his nose. Joe Diffie, uh, whose hair I want to touch. It looks very soft. It looks least. like Larry Bird with a mullet. I
2: had to bring up the Larry Bird too. It's he, he looks, looks like
1: he looks like every cop got
2: together and had a little cop baby, like like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Yeah, so he's sitting around the living room at Christmas time with all these children, and, and again, he's not giving out presents. He's not Santa Claus. He's just sitting in his chair, and these, like, 20
0: kids just run over and immediately sit at quivering attention because Joe's going to do something. Yeah. And he pulls out his Christmas storybook, and he goes like, oh, y'all know the story about Rudolph? Well, I got one better. He, of course, he's saying this in verse. He's singing. Mm-hmm. And the kids are just waiting with bated breath to hear about Leroy the redneck reindeer.
1: Well, it's he. Well, he, they don't know about, about Leroy. He's telling them for the first time. He's starting it with, "Oh, you know about Rudolph, but that's not specifically southern enough." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I can't make money off it. Yeah. So I'm gonna sing about Leroy the redneck reindeer. I can sell Leroy redneck reindeer t-shirts. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe this song was not a success. This guy
0: has other hits. We've just never heard of Joe Diffie. Not our world. Defy? I don't know his name. I am going to go with Diffie. But he tells the kids the story, and it cuts to these animations that, as we said, are just like D-grade, even for
1: 1995. They start off with just that kind of like reading rainbow, just like illustrations with a little bit of movement in them. Yeah. And then it gets a little bit more into full-blown animation, like full-blown animation. It's very mid-90s, early digital animation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. But at first I was like, oh, this is like bottom of the barrel. And that, But I, I wish I could find out who animated this or even who directed this video. I was
0: trying to figure out who animated it. I, I wrote the record label that released it on their Facebook page and no one got back to me. The animation gets better as the video goes along. There's like three rotoscope shots later on in the video. Yeah. I want to say it's three where Leroy and Santa show up and they're hanging out and dancing with the kids and the fireplace is animated as a light source. Like the shadows cast across the characters look good. But the first few shots
2: of this... The animation I'm talking about are so bad. Yeah, our first animation is Rudolph is in bed with a cold, with a thermometer coming out of his mouth, and Mrs. Rudolph, I guess, a lady reindeer, yeah. comes over to him and acknowledges like, oh, he's sick, so Santa's got to call Rudolph's cousin down Leroy. in the trailer park with Leroy. Yeah. And Leroy leaves when he's working on his truck <laughs> to get in another truck, while his difficult wife is angry that he just left without notice. Yeah. Then he goes up to the North Pole with his bunch of snobby reindeer who don't want to take orders from a John Deere wearing (laughs) a guy wearing a John Deere hat. They
0: never seen a deer in overalls and a John Deere tractor hat.
2: (gasps) And wearing overalls and Santa goes based to his own reindeer. Fuck you. Fall in line. (laughs) You're taking orders from this man. And they go and deliver presents. Santa's on the redneck side. He's clapping and hollering, wearing his new John Deere hat on the roof. The other reindeer, the snobby ones, are wearing bow ties. And by the end, they're all uh, line dancing. dancing. Just like the kids. The kids get up and line dance, too. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything else to say about this video. Um,
1: It's hideous. (laughs) And I hate it. It's not even the worst one out of it's the uh, out of this redneck subgenre. I just thought it was something completely out of left field for us. Honestly, we watched um, uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer earlier, which might be the progenitor of the kind of redneck genre. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, that one's actually perfectly charming and nice. It feels like an old Doctor Demento song it's or got something. got some Benny Hill stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe Diffie was married four times. Um, at that point, it's you're the problem, right? I would agree. <laughs> So that might explain why there are 20 kids at the beginning,
0: because the kids are sort of presented like this is his flock of kids. Yeah. Flock of ch-
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like two hundred kids in this guy's house. What's going on? <laughs> it, as much as the visual, the children taking off their like blazers and and you know whatever to wear far more like restrictive looking clothing. Which yeah. do, do you guys feel that way too? Of finally, we can line dance. We can take off all this stupid hoi toity nonsense. I think nonsense. you're projecting a
0: lot into this just <laughs> bad line dancing scene. <laughs>
2: it's corny and weird.
0: Kids don't look liberated when they're doing organized overmeasured dancing. They look no.
1: like adults are
0: screaming at them off camera. Yeah, but it's
1: a specifically <laughs> southern
2: thing. <laughs> it's a- not from New York. <laughs> he literally mix he said, you know, he mixed the rebel yell with the jingle bells with the rebel yell. Like, yeah. dude, this is gross. Yeah. If you want to watch a decent Southern redneck Christmas
0: video, Ray Stevens Santa Claus is watching you. Probably has the most charm out of all of these.
1: With the caveat that uh, I I wasn't paying too close attention to the lyrics and he's saying a lot of stuff in in a heavy slur and some of it might be inappropriate. I have no idea. You'd have to
0: watch it a few times to catch it. It ends on this long winding rant with no cuts where Ray <laughs> Stevens looks right at the camera and just starts like screaming about his like ex-wife or something. I don't know. <laughs> like don't cheat
2: on me. It or Santa-, Santa Claus is gonna get you. It wasn't boring. It was not boring.
0: <laughs> Santa Claus has got his eyes all over you baby. It's over for you. You better watch out. Whoop, look out there. Santa Claus is peeping around the corner at you. You're in deep trouble, you know that? It's over for your kind. You go sneaking around here, you ain't going to get away with it, you understand? I mean, you got to be true blue
2: through and through, because Santa's going to get you. That what was the other was one? Okay. We, we
1: watched the uh, Bill Engvall one, which is the 12 Days this of This is Rick. your sign. No. Yeah, that's
0: that's the, so- that's the
1: song. Oh, It's a Christmas song oh, sorry, about sorry, this no, is no, your sorry. sign. Oh, excuse me. Jeff Foxworthy, different guy. Different guy. <laughs> no, this was the 12 Days of Redneck Christmas, which yeah. thankfully starts in the middle of the song, so we're not going through every single day and backwards each time. That was great of I him. think it goes through it four or <laughs> five really times. The nicest thing he's ever done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy stars alongside Jeff Foxworthy in this video. Um, one of the Jeff Foxworthys is an elf that's maybe five inches tall. Yeah.
1: Woo! Somebody done been to the Walmart.
0: Imagine Jeff Foxworthy doing an imitation of a southern accent. That's how he sounds as the elf. That's the character. Just this nasally high-pitched, like, wheedly-dee voice who's being told what Jeff Foxworthy got for Christmas. And it just goes through a bunch of redneck idioms. Fire, flannel share signifiers 12 uh shotgun shells yeah
1: nascar plates the uh, the Bill Engvall one I thought was interesting because that's a later one but it's Bill Engvall based the 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 crux of the song is here's your sign I guess which means like that's his catchphrase that's his catchphrase that means you're stupid here's yeah. mine with stupid sign that's an interesting angle to take like to mix with the redneck thing it's like finding a way to be arrogant yeah. in southern I don't know. It's like, how did we get there? How did we get from, like, the charming, self-effacing, homey humor of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer to Bill Engvall being like, I'm the smartest man in the South. How much you want to bet there's a
0: Christmas song about farting that Larry the Cable Guy put out? Almost certainly. We didn't even delve into the Larry stuff. Larry the Cable Guy Fart Christmas.
2: Here you go. Wow. Wow. Here's my buddy, Lonnie Graves, farting jingle bells.
1: All right,
0: so that's real. You barely tried. <laughs> you, you barely... Can we move on from Redneck Christmas? Yes, videos? we I, I
1: would like to make, like, one little message to the camera that, um may come off that we're just, like, really shitting on the South right now. Yeah. I just want to say, earlier we watched a Dropkick Murphys Christmas video. Oh, yeah. Uh, It kind of made me feel like, oh, we have our own version of this. Yeah. So, I don't know, we'll get off our high horse
2: a little bit. Sums of the Mason-Dixon line does not have a monopoly on worthless pieces of shit. Oh,
1: sure, yeah. (laughs) That's true.
2: Jesus. The Dropkick Murphys live near us. They might
1: get us. might beat us up. I'm okay with that. Enough with the redneck Christmas stuff. What's our next music video? Our next video is one that when I first started watching it, I thought it was going to be bad. And then it turned out really pretty good. It's a music video by Bob Dylan, Mm. um, who I'm not super familiar with. I mean, we all know Bob Dylan, but I don't know his He's he's Jake Dylan's dad. Oh, okay, yeah. That's the one. One Headlight. And this is a 2009 song called Must Be Santa. Must be Santa. So I really like this music video because it is subtly surreal. I guess is how I would put it. Um, it's a it's got a wild kind of Oktoberfest uh, vibe with this unhinged element that kind of comes out halfway through. Yeah. Uh, it's a polka based on a, uh, a 1960 Christmas like children's song that was written by Hal Moore and Bill Fredericks. And it was made famous by Mitch Miller of Sing Along with Mitch fame. I know
2: Mitch Miller. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: kinda like karaoke for the sixties. It's uh, based on a um a German sing-along song called
2: Schnitzelbank. Schnitzelbank, <laughs> yeah. This is a special type of song. It's yes, like so an it,
1: additive song. It's called a cumulative song. A cumulative song. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly, or old McDonald basically worked this way. for 12 oh. Days of Redneck Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Now, the Bob Dylan version really barrels through the song, so you can't even really pick up what's going on with, uh, with the structure of the song.
0: It's so easy to write this video off 30 seconds in because Bob Dylan looks so unimpressed, <laughs> so bemused, so tired. He's just kind of standing there in this awkward wig. You don't even really get a good look at his face. He's, He's just like kind of avoiding the gaze of
2: yeah. the camera. He's and barely lip syncing. I he- almost feel like they had a stand-in for <laughs> in some shots. Now, Neil, you found out in your research on this project that the director had done a couple of videos with Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. uh, but that this was his first. Uh, well, I'm that- not sure if it was the first, but it was... Uh, The
1: uh, least depressing and scary out of (laughs) the ones that he's done for Bob Dylan. He's actually a pretty good director, but he's primarily known as a a stunt man. That's very cool. Since the 90s. Look him up on IMDb. His name is Nash Edgerton. He's from Australia, and uh, I was most impressed that he was Ewan McGregor's stunt double in the Star Wars prequels. (laughs) But he's done a ton of stuff. The reason, I guess, he directed this video is because it involves a lot of stunts later on. We'll get to that. Yeah. But the first thing that you notice that is kind of off about this video... The camera will show Bob Dylan in one spot amidst all these other party goers, and it'll kind of pan over somewhere. It's usually handheld. Usually handheld. Yeah. And then Bob Dylan will be standing somewhere that it's impossible for him to have gotten. He's done the prestige, ladies and gentlemen.
0: They do a bunch of fast whip pans and we'll do a digital transition, like a quick crossfade during the whip pan.
1: That's kind of like the only trick that's up the video's sleeve for a little while. It's just a wild party. It's a lot of fun. There's an accordion player and stuff. Sure. Then the only really other thing that happens of note uh, until the end of the video is it cuts to a giant palatial mansion. audio cuts out and you just hear it like from inside. It's
0: diegetic. It's what this party would actually sound like if you lived like on that block.
1: I found it really weird that it's in like this government building or something. It's just like these huge (laughs) Greek columns and... Okay, so here's the the hook of the video and it's really just like the last third of the video is suddenly a guy runs out of a room. He's being chased by a couple other people. He's wearing a suit. You don't know what he did, but he did something to get himself in trouble. He's not holding anything. He's not holding, no. like, the
2: diamond or the gold or money, whatever.
1: He's, like, falling downstairs, and he's, like, throwing glass at people and swinging off a chandelier yeah. and stuff. When he does swing on the chandelier, the stuntman, not Bob Dylan, obviously, uh, it times up perfectly with a drum roll in the song. Yeah. I get, like, goosebumps when that happens. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. That was fun. fun? Uh, this is actually the director of the video, Stuntman.
0: you like, he's getting chased by some people he owes money to or something.
1: I don't know. Well, on IMDb, he's credited as a party crasher. I like that. Uh, Bob Dylan was like, hey, I didn't invite that guy. <laughs> yeah, I cast thee <laughs> out. <Get> <laughs> in 1991, a group called Brave Combo, they're a Texas-based, modernized polka band. They've been around for 40 years. Bob Dylan played their polka cover of this song on a radio show he was hosting in the 2000s. And then uh, a few years later came out with this version on a charity album that he did. And it's the same song. It's the same arrangement. Night,
2: special night, beard white, must be Santa, must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa
1: Claus. He has acknowledged, at least, that, uh, yeah, I just took the uh, arrangement they did and I did it. The The group Brave Combo came out on their uh, blog and said, uh, you know what, we're okay with it. We're kind of starstruck, you know, it's... <laughs> Dylan gave credit where credit's due, right? Not he, on the liner notes, but... Uh, that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. I suppose we all
0: enjoy the video then. We do, yeah. Plus pleasant right? surprise. Right? A decent semi-modern video from, of all people, Bob Dylan. Why is he wearing that wig? I don't know. There's
1: no explanation for why why he looks like he wants to throw up the whole time. <laughs>
2: he looks more like Wizard than Santa Claus. <laughs> that's two out of six with long white wigs, and they're not a Santa Claus wig. They're Yo. long white. Yeah. It's like a riffraff wig or something. <laughs> I, I surely
0: expected this to be one of our bad videos when you put it on our Google Doc.
1: Well, I think our conventional knowledge is Bob Dylan is old and he's bad now.
2: <laughs> I think back to like old Bob Dylan that's still well over 10, maybe 20 years ago, with this weird little Richard thin mustache for Victoria's Secret ads and going, Who on earth thought this was a good idea? What are you what? doing? Yeah, you did Victoria's I Secret, shit you not, Bob Dylan. Okay, we're gonna do an episode on those. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, he, if you watch the first sixty seconds or so, you totally get the vibe of this is like Bob Dylan famously disinterested at Live Aid, at the <laughs> recordings of you know We Are the World and all that. Of yeah, him going like just kind of. You know.
1: I don't. I don't read that as disinterested. I read that as like. Um, just, like, incredibly awkward and, like, uncomfortable and maybe afraid of all the celebrities
0: around him. Oh, I don't think Dylan's afraid of celebrities. (laughs) Bob Dylan's in his own
1: head thinking, how do I compete (laughs) with Kiwi
2: Lewis?
1: (laughs) I know in my heart of hearts that I'm the worst of the traveling (laughs) blueberries. Even Jeff Lynne is outstripping me. Uh, a couple more things I want to just mention real quick. The accordion player apparently is a guy, his character in real life that he's known for is Count Smokula, and he's been in some trauma movies, and I can't figure out what his deal is Count beyond Smokula? That. <laughs> I just thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> oh, final, you do. Final bit of trivia. Since 2001, and this is Christmas related, Bob Dylan has produced his own music under the pseudonym Jack Frost. There you have it, folks
2: couldn't make that up if you tried. I mean, we could. The but man no, loves Christmas. <laughs> just loves Christmas. So, if Bob Dylan's Must
0: Be Santa isn't one of our bad videos, what is our final bad Christmas
2: music video? That's a great question, Kevin. It's almost like I have an answer, and it is. I have an answer, <laughs> and that answer is I
0: just forgot the name of the video. Hang on. So if Bob Dylan's Must Be Santa is one of our good Christmas music videos, what's our final bad Christmas music video?
2: I'm so glad you asked, Kevin. Our final bad music video is Where Are You Christmas? by Faith Hill. Where are you
0: Christmas? Now this
2: music video was created to tie into the 2000... Uh, 19 years ago, soon to be 20 years ago, Ron Howard film starring Jim Carrey as The Grinch. It's How The Grinch Stole Christmas. I have never seen this movie.
1: Me neither. Surprisingly. It,
2: it was a huge movie. Very big,
0: yeah. And every time you have to say something came out in the year 2000, it sounds like you forgot to say the rest of the number.
1: Yep. That's how <laughs> I felt when I say it out loud. It always happens to me when yeah. someone says,
0: like, oh, it was the year 2000. I'm always yeah.
2: waiting
1: for the next number. It kind of wasn't
2: a year. Yeah. All right. So the video there's not a lot to to break apart. There's not a lot to unpack here. It's one of those movie tie-in music videos
0: where they shoot a bunch of footage with the singer and find a way to crudely intersplice it with footage from the movie. Exactly. Most of these are really bad music videos.
1: What makes this video amazing is it's this slow ballad. It feels like this romantic love song and it keeps cutting to shots of the Grinch, Jim Carrey wiping his ass all over everything. Yeah. And it just feels like she's in love with the Grinch and trying to save him and reach out to him. And
0: it cuts to, like, all the money effect shots from the movie, too. Like, the big special effects, like animatronics, like when Jim's, like, walking across the floor at his fingertips, like all the wire work there. Mm -hmm. But coming from this doting, like, heart-shaped eye, Faith Hill looking through windows at the Grinch. Yeah. To that, it's so awkward and incongruous. It feels
1: like it wants to be the Titanic theme. It's exactly. like it, it, it's like if Elton John were singing "Candle in the Wind" and it kept cutting to Austin Powers drinking shit.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's now, it. We're, we're song- all thinking it, right? <laughs> the song was actually written by the songwriting team that did. Uh, that's the score to Titanic, and who wrote My Heart Will Go On for Celine Dion. James Horner, the famous plagiarist,
1: and <laughs> I, he, he's one of those plagiarists like Bob Dylan that you kind of respect, you know? Did he, he did a bunch of big movies, right? Did he do Aliens? Yeah, yeah he's done, like, I think, all the James uh, Cameron movies. He did Avatar, as yeah. well.
2: Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. <laughs> and this song was originally supposed to be sung by the, the third writer, Mariah Carey. Now, Mariah Carey apparently recorded a version of this song oh. that never got released because it was the two, yeah, songwriting duo and Mariah Carey, but then because of a legal dispute with her then ex-husband, she couldn't release it. We need to have this song out for the movie, so they, they bring on Faith Hill. I think Mariah Carey dodged a huge bullet. Yeah, I agree. Because
1: Big green bullet. if that
0: song had come out, come hell or high water, it would have been heard. Popular or maybe. Probably more popular if she did it over Faith Hill. But if Mariah Carey had done the Grinch Christmas song, I think that really would have taken her down a peg, like a letter grade.
1: So it's by design that like, she's credited as, as M. Carey on this song, and it's kind of not very well known that she's behind it. I think it. it
0: worked out for the best that she didn't do this, because this song is ludicrously stupid in mm-hmm. the context of the Grinch. Yeah. It's so stupid. Like, the song, what do you think of the song in and of itself, though? Like, is the song okay?
2: Um, no. guys like, like, for for the purposes of researching this episode, I've watched this this video, like, 20 times in the last week. Yeah. And, like, I was talking with you guys when we were just getting everything ready to, for production. Um, It's become like a Bad Invader Zim joke. It's like, Christmas is Christmas. My Christmas will Christmas love. Christmas love <laughs> with you. Like, the words have become nothing. Yeah. Nothing she says matters. She's not singing about the Grinch. I mean, yeah, she's talking about lost innocence, and is Christmas still here if I'm different? And yeah, if that has I'm no nothing longer. To
0: do with the Grinch who stole Christmas. If I'm no longer a child, can I hold on to
2: Christmas? Yeah, I can break down the story sixty seconds in and out. <laughs> if if that we see a snowflake fall, CGI um, snowflake. Then we see the mountains around Whoville. A snowflake is wiped off the cheek of little Cindy Lou Who, which means either we're all in the snowflake, or that was a snowflake and it reflected. None of this matters. Yeah. Faith Hill meets Cindy Lou. Shoes her off. Faith Hill sings out to Whoville. The dog Max, with a little you know, thing stuck to him, comes out, tugs her back through the doggy door. Faith Hill looks through the, the window in the door to see the Grinch. She knocks in the door to get the Grinch. She then sings out into the sunrise, not sunset. Yeah. And that's it.
0: <laughs> they show the end of the movie in yes, this music
1: do. video. In this, it's
2: edited in, in is, She's in Whoville.
0: She's What's hanging she out with, with the Grinch.
1: And are people looking at her and be like, what's wrong with your face? Yeah, why don't you look
2: (laughs) weird like us? (laughs) That's so weird. But when they they straight up just show the ending of the movie. Looking for some pros. Pros and cons. Cons, there's some really weird, awkward green screen of her on the Grinch's mountain over Whoville. Pro, there is like old school music videos. The good kind that are supposed to be promoting the movie and tie into the movie Uh, is her on set. She's on the set, she interacts with the same dog, she interacts with the actress who portrayed Cindy Lou, she does not interact with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, Pro, no, this is a con, her weird dumb crimped hair. I'm (laughs) judging. Faith Hill had done two country albums in 93 and 95, and then by 1998, she had a more pop album with the single This Kiss, Yeah. and that was her first really big hit. Uh, Yeah. I bet her agent or manager or someone said, this is a Ron Howard movie, starring jim carrey we need to crimp your hair (laughs) get your foot in the door because this will get you the Celine Dion-type gigs. And again, I'm not going to break down Faith whole career. I'm talking to bullet points. By the very next year, by 2002, she was doing the big single for the movie Pearl Harbor, yeah. which they thought would be the next uh, Saving Private Ryan, and it most certainly is not. <laughs> and she got the gig over Celine Dion, yeah. almost certainly because she would do it for less money. <laughs> Within a few years, she'd done, done a, the next year a thing for Lelio and Stitch, and then a few other things. She just kind of fizzled out from, like, she either was chosen not to do big movie themes or she chose to like, I just, I've tried this and I don't like it. But this is probably one of her bigger hits. Absolutely. They they must still play
0: this every December on some radio stations. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just totally missed this because we, you and I haven't even seen The Grinch.
1: Yeah. But I feel like I've heard this song a million times. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's a staple. I it's, just I don't I just never knew it was a Grinch song. Did you apparently. ever see
0: the music video growing up?
1: I don't think so. I
0: definitely saw the video back when I was 13, 14. And, yeah, the bad green screen stood out to me. There's an
2: awkward moment where she's green screened into the mirror in the frame. I was just frame. thinking that, yeah. I love that because They're, it's
1: like, well, she's standing there with him. She's really? in the movie. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, come on. Going back to, like, 1990
0: when MC Hammer did the theme song for the Adams Family, the Adams Family rap. The Adams Family group, I'm sorry. When they put him on set with Raul Julia and everybody, like...
1: That's that's the that was the gold standard that's of That's how like, you're tie-in supposed to videos. do it. Yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna get Jim Carrey, twenty million dollar budget, you know, Jim Carrey into costume again. How long do you think it took I, to put him in costume? A lot. I bet the first day was like say,
2: 14 hours or yeah. something. Getting Jim Carrey in costume is one thing, but that's a wonderful segue here, Neil, because in my research here, there is a track, an original track for this film by Busta Rhymes, in which Jim Carrey, in character as the Grinch, yep. raps back and forth with him. I stole the there was nothing anyone could do about it. And you can paint it in your mind's eye yeah. what this would have looked like and this would have been such a fun music video. They the
0: marketing department behind this movie probably decided this movie has no appeal for adult women at all. Hmm. We're just gonna sprinkle a little bit of Faith Hill dust on top of it.
1: Yeah, I guess that's that's the move there. That's the move. Um, and other
0: than these awkward shoehorn visual effect shots to put her in the movie, there's just not a lot a whole lot us to tell. Like they got the cameo with Cindy Lou, who at the beginning, who, like you said, is shooed off. And the rest is just Faith Hill belting. Cut to footage of the movie, back to Faith Hill. It's a terrible music video.
1: We can talk about her hair a little bit more.
0: <laughs> uh, what makes this video look like it got made in the year 2000?
1: It looks like the movie. It's got all the, yeah. the same kind of CGI uh, background plates as the movie.
0: Soft diffusion filters. Yeah, and this like, that. like
2: pseudo Tim Burton mountains and stuff. Ron Howard put a lot of effort to try to make this look like Dr. Seussisms, yeah. knowing that there had not been a feature-length movie of Dr. Seuss. There have been shorts, and there was you know the original Grinch and the Cat in the Hat, shy of Neil Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T from
1: 1950 something. That's <laughs> correct. But uh, I mean, that's like the last time I feel like the Dr. Seuss aesthetic worked because it was just 1950s technology, and everything is kind of sparse and minimalistic. Yeah. Whereas if you try to flesh it out, literally with flesh prosthetics, yeah. it's disgusting and it should not be done. It should never have been done. And this isn't even the worst of them. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the good the, one. This Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> <laughs> we even touched the Mike Myers. Yeah, we've not even a touched that. Is love ballad for that movie, too? I bet. Well, there's some Smash Mouth. Did um, they bring
0: in Shania Twain? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, so the video ends kind of returning to the CGI snowflake, the whole thing took place on the snowflake, right?
2: Oh, uh, Yes, which I, would contradict the that's the snowflake being wiped off Cindy Lou's cheek. Again, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't. But it's so beautiful. It's it? so <laughs>
1: beautiful. Well, what I like about the ending is it takes the whole universe, it puts it on this little snowflake, and then the snowflake just goes away. So that's it. That's all six videos, right? We didn't that's miss one. The good, the bad, we and the
0: ugly. For- we watched all six Christmas music videos ever <laughs> produced. Clearly, we didn't go after the most beloved Christmas music videos. We didn't watch any Mariah Carey. We didn't watch the Wham! Classic. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but I think we found a pretty interesting spread of music videos. We didn't just stick to the 80s like we tend to do.
2: Uh, uh,
1: I, what I learned was that there's a lot of good Christmas music. Uh, and it never has videos. <laughs> the ones that like get the push to be a music video, be a big single of the Christmas season, tend to be pretty garbage. Yeah. I think we got three good ones, Yeah.
2: and uh, it was kind of
1: kind of hard to pick them.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that our first Vidnight Society, Twas the Vid Night Before Christmas, that we reviewed three good, three bad, and let's see where we are by Christmas 2020 and see if Christmas Vidnight Society becomes a tradition. Maybe, maybe not.
1: This might be the last Christmas ever, actually. You never know. They might just stop doing it.
0: There's a war on Christmas. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) People are really trying to...
1: Yeah. You know, if the wrong people win this election, (laughs) this might be the... (laughs)